0: Uncommon Commons is a horror anthology podcast written and recorded by George Plank and Alex Vitelli. The following episode contains topics that may be upsetting to some listeners. Audience discretion is advised. Please check the episode description for more detailed content warnings. Today's story is Reflections, written by George Plank.
1: <laughs> ah,
0: I like my marshmallows like I like my reality. It's on fire! Exactly! John, the sofa is ablaze. Why is the sofa ablaze? I couldn't find any deadwood on the trails. Those are called
1: hallways. That's what big architecture wants you to think. Come on down and sit a spell. No. Would some Gorp change your mind?
0: What did you just say to me?
1: Uh, Gorp.
0: Don't you ever call me that again! It's just trail mix, see? There is no way anyone actually calls it Gorp. Sure they do!
1: Now, would you like some pop? I bought a boss of the stuff. Or some water from the bubbler.
0: Oh no! The void has finally driven you insane! You're speaking in tongues!
1: No, I only have one of those.
0: Seriously, why is there a fire? I thought it might be
1: fun to read our stories around the campfire. Now, for the approval of the full moon secret group.
0: Ah, John, that was
1: magnesium. Well, the flame was colorful at least. Uh, let me try again. Those were the letters. But now we can read the words in the smoke, see? Clunk. The trunk of Jack's car closed only after a little pushback from the bags and assorted camping supplies jam-packed inside. Is that everything? Jack asked, hoping that no one had anything else to add. No, everything looks good, chimed Betty. Yep, that's all my stuff, agreed Tabitha. Wait! A voice called out from the house. They turned to see Sean running down the driveway with his arms full with bags of chips, cookies, and assorted sodas. By the time he reached the car, he was completely out of breath and had turned the color of a newly ripe tomato. "'Oh, sorry, buddy,' Jack teased. "'We're all out of room in the trunk. "'They'd probably get crushed back there. "'You're gonna have to hold them in your lap for the whole trip.' "'Sean looked down at the small horde of snacks and beamed. "'I don't think that'll be a problem.' "'The gang loaded into the car. "'It wasn't much to look at, but Jack refused to let anyone else drive it, "'even on long trips like this. "'Betty took shotgun, a position she had held for the last few months "'ever since her and Jack started going steady.' Tabitha curled up in the back seat with a book she brought with her to pass the time, and Sean was more than happy to share his seat with some snacks. Betty had full control over the car's sound system, so she happily popped in a CD she had burned the night before. A short while into the journey, Jack started to roll up his sleeves in a not-so-subtle attempt to show off the ink he had recently gotten on his bicep. Oh my god, you did not actually go through with it, did you? Sure I did! I wasn't just blowing smoke here. What did he get? I want to see! Sean said through mouthfuls of cinnamon roll. He fought against his seatbelt until he had enough give to get himself between the two. "'Oh, that is rad!' "'Yeah, right!' Jack said, giving Betty a teasing look. Betty just rolled her eyes and tried to hide her smile as she looked out the window. Tabitha looked up past her book to see what all the fuss was about. On Jack's right bicep was printed in a gothic-style font, "'Gwinnett University.' "'Seriously!' Betty chimed in again, this time with a laundry list of complaints." What are you going to do if you go to another school or drop out? Did you think this through? Relax, it was just a little ink. All the boys were getting it done. Doesn't your uncle have a whole bunch of tattoos? Yes, but recently he's taken to covering them up. I heard he even started to book laser removal appointments, Betty said with a certain smugness in her voice. Dude probably just got too old and wrinkly, suggested Jack. Not me, though. I'm going to stay young and live forever. Jack reached his left hand back toward Sean, and Sean returned the favor with a high-five of his own. Tabitha opted to change the subject before the two of them had a fight in the car. "'So, Betty, uh, how did you hear about this camping spot? "'I mean, I don't think I had ever heard of Plegang Woods before.' "'Me neither, honestly. But my uncle, the same one with the tattoos.' She shot Jack a look, and though Jack firmly had his eyes on the road, he smiled because he knew that silence was for him. "'He just came back from a camping trip there himself.' He seemed really enthusiastic about it. Plus, we've been looking for an activity we could all do together, so a small camping trip would do us some good, Jack beamed. Think about it, the trails! The foliage, Betty added. The isolation, Tabitha rolled her eyes. The s'mores, Sean said a little too loud. Despite having never heard of it before, Plagang Forest was surprisingly accessible. A modestly-sized wooden sign that was split and broken towards the edges welcomed them and marked a narrow dirt road as the way in. Jack turned the car and was assailed on both sides by trees. The road was completely straight, and after a minute or two of careful driving, they came across a clearing. On their right, another group had just finished packing up their supplies. Jack pulled the car up and Betty rolled down her window. "'Hey, so where do we park?' The group looked at each other and smiled. Before one of them, a man in what looked to be his mid-30s, spoke up. "'You're looking at it. Just find a spot and set up camp.' "'Won't the forest rangers mind?' "'Nah, rangers hardly ever come out here. And when they do, they usually just give you the spiel about fire safety and all that. You know, take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but footprints.' Betty laughed politely. "'Well, thank you.' "'Yeah, no problem. Happy to help.' "'Truth be told, we weren't expecting someone else to come through so soon. "'Usually we have this place all to ourselves.' "'Oh, do you come out to this forest pretty often?' The group shared another look. The man's eyes darted back and forth like he had just said something he shouldn't have. "'Actually, this was our first—' "'He means we don't come out here nearly as often as we'd like.' A woman stepped forward and placed her hand on the man's shoulder. "'Right.' Jack looked for an easy way to end this awkward encounter. "'Well, uh, be careful.' "'Seems like that dirt road can only handle one car at a time.' "'They laughed. "'I don't think that'll be a problem. "'Have a great time. "'We know we did.' Jack parked, and the four of them watched as the other group drove off down the dirt road. From the clearing, if they looked down the road, they could clearly see the highway they had just come from. They watched until the car turned left and disappeared entirely from their view. Betty breathed a sigh of relief. "'What's wrong, babe?' Jack asked, trying his best to be a supportive boyfriend. It's nothing. It's... The worst part about going to a campground is usually the idea that there are other people so close. I don't know. Maybe with so many strangers around, the idea that you're sleeping in a piece of fabric really starts to get to you. Oh! Is camping dangerous? Tabitha asked sarcastically. Don't worry. The bears that are drawn in by the smell of Sean's snacks will take us long before any murderers do. Hey! Leave my snacks out of this! Don't listen to the mean lady. I'll protect you. "'Sean said to the Snacks. "'Now come on, Tabby, is that any attitude to have?' "'Jack smiled. Tabitha gritted her teeth. "'No. "'She hated being called Tabby, and all her friends knew it, "'and like any good friend, they use it to get on her last nerve all the time. "'Jack craned his neck and narrowed his eyes to see something on the edge of the clearing. "'I don't know about you guys, but I could do with a bit of a stretch after sitting still for so long. "'Who's up for a bit of a hike?' He gestured to a trail marker and started walking. "'What about our stuff?' Betty protested. Jack raised his hand with his keys held firmly between his index finger and thumb and pressed a button twice. Behind the gang, the car beeped loudly, indicating the door was now locked. Tabitha was already following closely behind, leaving Betty and Sean chasing after and making their complaints heard. The trail was about as idyllic as they could have hoped. The gang hiked over hills of dirt and rock and areas that had long since been trespassed upon by the roots from an impossibly old tree." A wall of rock began to take form the further they walked along the trail, forming an imposing cliff face. Soon, the ground on their left side dropped away, leaving them on a seemingly stable rock shelf. They inched their way along the shelf, carefully watching their steps. I wouldn't normally recommend this, but you guys should look down, Sean suggested. Slowly, the others followed his suggestion. At the bottom of a cliff was a beautiful lake. To call it prismatic wouldn't do it justice. The lake was completely reflective. As they all looked down, they all caught glimpses of themselves, staring back at them clearer than any mirror any of them had ever owned. They were so captivated by their own reflections that they hardly noticed the movement coming from overhead. Sean was the first to notice when a rock had kicked up a little dust as it moved quickly down the cliff face. Watch out, he cried, and most of them were able to step out of the way in time to avoid the rock slide. Betty wasn't so lucky. She was swept away with a few of the rocks off the cliff into the mirrored lake below. "'Oh, my God! Are you okay?' "'The others cried down. "'They started scanning the surface of the lake, "'which, even despite the ripples, "'perfectly reflected their shocked expressions back at them. "'Betty emerged from the water with a gasp. "'Jack ran back down the trail to where the path sloped. "'He went to the edge and held out his hand. "'Tabitha and Sean rushed to join him. "'He pulled Betty out of the water "'and carried her all the way back to their camp. "'Tabitha grabbed some wood on the way back, "'and in a matter of minutes there was a raging fire. "'Betty sat huddled up to the fire, "'wrapped in a towel and still shaking.' Jack finished setting up the tent and came to console her. He wrapped his arm around her and remarked that she was still very cold to the touch. You know what always cheers me up? Sean emerged from the tent with marshmallows, chocolate, and graham crackers, as well as an alarming number of wooden skewers. It's not really the time, Tabitha asked, also making sure that Betty was all right. I don't know if there is a bad time for s'mores, Betty laughed. Thank you. But if you don't mind, I'm actually feeling a little tired. I think I'm going to call it an early night. "'She rose, Then Jack stood up, too. "'Oh, well, just let me know if you need anything.' "'Betty eyed him up and down and smiled. "'Aw, you're sweet.' Tebitha rolled her eyes and went back to reading her book by the firelight. "'Later that evening, the embers of the fire had long since burned out, "'and despite his protests, Sean's snacks had been tied up in a tree. "'The tent advertised that it could sleep about ten people, "'but the four of them found it to be slightly better than cozy. "'Jack was stirred from his peaceful slumber, "'from the feeling of something prodding him in the shoulder.' Hey, babe, Betty's eyes met his. I was wondering, want to have a little fun? Jack shot up. What, here? Betty smiled and whispered, follow me. And she left the tent. Jack followed closely behind. She led him out onto the trail. The two of them walked in silence for a while before she turned to him. He leaned in for a kiss, but she stopped him with a finger on his lips. Close your eyes. He obeyed. He heard a rustling of fabric and was so tempted to open his eyes, but waited patiently. She took his hand and led him a little further. He knew where he was when his toes touched the water. It was surprisingly warmer than he expected. The two of them waded out into the lake until they were a little further than waist-deep. Okay, open them. Just as he had suspected, they were both in the middle of the mirrored lake. The full moon was almost directly overhead, so their encounter was brightly lit. He looked her in the eyes, and his eyes began to trail lower. Unbeknownst to both of them, there was a third pair of eyes on the lake that evening. Tabitha had been awoken by the sound of some people whispering inside the tent. Normally, she wouldn't try to spy on the two of them, but she loved the drama. If it got serious, she would excuse herself, but she just wanted a little bit of gossip to take home with her. She followed them along the trail, but when they went down the slope, she ascended, and now she sat comfortably towards the top of the cliff. As Jack's eyes began to drift lower, he saw movement coming from the lake. At first, he thought that perhaps it was just a fish, but... "'He remembered that he couldn't see anything past their reflections earlier. "'His eyes drifted down Betty's body and reflected at the hip was another Betty. "'This Betty was screaming something at him and clawing at her own hair. "'By the time he realized that she was trying to tell him to run away, "'the other Betty had her hands on his shoulders. "'She pushed with a force that was entirely inhuman "'and forced his body completely under the water. Tabitha couldn't help but let out a scream. "'From her point of view, she had just witnessed an attempted drowning.' She tried to stifle herself, but it was too late. The other Betty looked up and spotted her immediately. Tabitha clambered down the hill and ran back towards the campsite as quickly as she could. Another jack came out of the water and nodded at the other Betty. The two of them slowly but deliberately made their way to shore. Tabitha ran back to the campsite and threw open the tent. Sean! Sean, wake up! But Sean was nowhere to be seen. A shadowy figure approached her from behind. The full moon cast the figure's shadow on the tent, Seeing this, Tabitha spun around, fist clenched, ready to fight whatever may come out of the darkness. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's just me! I had to step out for a midnight snack, Sean said, seeing the alarm on Tabitha's face. Do, do you want some? He offered her a bite of snack cake. Tabitha smacked it out of his hand and onto the ground. We don't have time for that! Betty just tried to kill Jack! Wait, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, Tabby, what are you talking about? The pair emerged shoulder and shoulder from the woods. See, they're fine. It was probably just a bad dream. Sean picked up his mostly unsoiled cake off the ground. Yeah, Tabby, nothing more than a bad dream. Was there something sinister in that? Tabitha really didn't know. At this point, she was doubting her own senses. With more marshmallows in hand, Sean diligently worked on creating a new fire. Soon the scene was lit once again. Tabitha said nothing. She just sat and watched the others carefully. Betty pulled out a mirror and started fixing her hair. Behind her, Jack had removed his shirt for it to dry by the fire and was now flexing for Sean, and Sean was cheering him on. "'Honestly, you should probably just chill out, Tabby. You always were a bit high-strung.' Maybe Betty was right. But still, Tabitha couldn't shake this feeling that something was very off. She stood up and began to walk around Betty. She expected Betty to be watching her as closely as she was watching her, but no... Betty gave zero indication that she cared about what Tabitha saw in the slightest, focusing instead on maintaining her appearance. In the mirror's reflection, she saw as Jack was doing his best Mr. Universe impression with his flexing routine. She saw his traps, his delts, his quads, and even that stupid tattoo that read "Gwinnett University. It clearly read Gwinnett University. She slowly turned around. No, that, that, that couldn't be right. But there on full display was his bicep and a tattoo that proudly read, Hey, the is She stood there with an expression of horror and confusion on her face. For the first time since she sat down, Betty turned the mirror towards Tabitha. Fine. Now, she said with an annoyed, resigned sigh. Hey, what does she mean by now? Sean started to get out before Jack had him by the throat. Sean dropped his snacks and tried to pull Jack's hands free of his neck, but by that point, Jack had lifted him clear over his head. "'Tabitha heard a twig snap behind her. "'She leapt out of the way just in time to avoid Betty's grasp. "'She wasn't sure what was going on, but she knew that she had to get away. "'Betty was still moving towards her at an indomitable pace. "'If she ran towards the highway, it would be a clear path between her and her assailants, "'so in a split second she decided to run into the trees. "'There was no clear indication of direction. "'The trail was nowhere to be found. "'Tabitha's only goal was to get away, and in order to do so, "'she did her best to avoid any trees.' She got snagged on a few branches, and some roots tried to trip her up, but she genuinely felt like she was putting distance between herself and the others. That was until she came to the edge of the cliff. She wasn't even sure how she found it. She hadn't seen the trail once, but there she was, facing the reflective waters once again. She went to turn and run away, but she heard screaming. At first the sound came from the woods, but it began to get louder, and then she saw Sean soaring overhead. As he careened across the sky, Tabitha could see that he had a fresh black eye on his right eye. He came crashing down into a pool of reflective liquid and almost immediately surfaced again as if nothing happened. However, his black eye was now over his left eye. Just below his waist, the reflection of a confused Sean looked around for any clarification. Tabitha's reflection only looked back at her. Tabitha heard a rustling coming from the trees. She saw Jack coming from the direction from which Sean was thrown, and walking up the path was Betty. Don't fight it, Tabby. Just join us. It will all be over soon. And then we'll all go home. Tabitha looked into the waters below. The reflections of Sean, Betty, and now Jack were all yelling at her, urging her to get away, while simultaneously closing in with their counterparts, which were making any hope of escape a near impossibility. She looked at the reflection and saw her friends, the moon, herself, and something that wasn't reflecting at all. Directly below were the boulders from the rock slide that caught Betty and kick-started this whole ordeal. And now, because of them, she'll have to suffer the same fate. Or maybe... She looked back at the approaching group, only about two arms' distance away now. She looked back at her friend's reflections in the lake. They all seemed to know what was going through her mind. None of them approved or disapproved. They all turned away, and Betty's reflection started crying. She looked away from the lake and back at the others. "'Tabby, Tabitha, don't do anything brash.' "'She took a step back, and then another. "'Her heels were at the edge of the cliff now. "'The other Betty gestured towards the other Jack, "'who started charging towards her. "'And she took another step back. "'The next morning, the group of three "'loaded up their belongings into the car "'and prepared to head back home. "'Shame their little camping trip had to end so soon.' But they'll be sure to tell everyone they know about the amazing camping spot they found. Sure, the fourth reflection was unusable in its final state, but like they'll tell the people when they ask about Tabitha. Accidents do happen in the woods.
0: You know what? I think I will take some of that trail mix now.
1: Oh, sure. Uh, here's the bag. It's empty. Yeah, it's non corporeal.
0: You mean incorporeal. Whatever. Uncommon Commons is a podcast. It is written and recorded by Alex Vitali and George Plank. Our theme song was written by Charles Adam Robinson, and our logo designed by Sam Vitale. Special thanks to our EA, Rebecca Tewksbury. You can find us on Twitter at un-commons, on Instagram at uncommon underscore commons or email us directly at zero nollstreet at gmail dot com. Stay and remember nothing is real.